Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for our annual Christmas episodes of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions. Right now is the final day for the Black Friday Kitchen Savings Event. Save $150 when you purchase two qualifying kitchen appliances. Save $300 when you purchase three or more, as well, the laundry savings event in... <coughs> Sorry, uh, save $100 when you purchase two eligible Whirlpool or Maytag laundry appliances. Purchase consistent of one washer, one dryer. That ends today. I'm dead inside, but I am here. <laughs> I am your host, Elf Adam Lund, and I am joined by uh, writer for Rocket Sports, the QMJHL via the Hockey News, and your favorite Elf-style co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Like I just said, I am dead inside. How are you feeling after your... Christmas party. Oh, well, uh, about the same. Yeah, yeah, about the same. Uh, about the same. You know that um, the guy on the TikTok with the Hub City foodies, how he does his... Uh, frig off. His, can frig off there. Yeah. Well, jello shots can frig right off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially jello shots made with tequila Ooh. Uh, can frig right off. Yes. Those yeah. were uh, very unpleasantly going down. <laughs> And yeah, unpleasantly, like they weren't going down well, and now you're paying for it. Yes, or? pretty much. Yeah. yeah, there's tequila can hit different, and yeah, uh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is no different than what I was used to as a kid. You know, trying to be tough with my tequila, and right. uh, you know, it still uh, it still hurts. I have, as I get older, uh, I don't get any wiser, but uh, I very definitely feel at 41 like I'm. 32, 33, until I drink with 31, 32, 35-year-olds. And I realize I can't keep up. And I wasn't trying to keep up last night at the at the Christmas party. Uh, different Christmas parties. But, um, yeah, I was drinking beer with water and beer with water, keeping it smart while having some food. And then I found a happy brewery uh, blackberry sour beer. Oh, yes. And forgot yeah. about the water part. So, um my guts were hurting. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, the wife was like, "Hey, easy on the fluids, pal. The rubber sheets are packed." <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, it's good to be good to be in the studio. Uh, you're off. You're now. We're doing this on a Sunday for those watching. Yep. Uh, you're off back to the middle of uh, the middle of nowhere. That, that's right. I'm making my return to uh, Doketown so I can uh, get some more deep fried pickles on my burger. Yep. And hopefully by then, maybe they. Wonder if they remember you? They'll be like, "Hey, the deep fried pickle guy." Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, my actual plan is I'm going to go to the grocery store right. and buy those pre-sliced pickles, right? Yeah, and bring them to the restaurant and just put them on my burger and be like, "Look, I have my own pickles." <laughs> just, Would you just like the rest of the... the jar and bring them back to your kitchen and <laughs> yeah. be able to offer pickles? Just walk into the plastic Tupperware jar. Let's get a burger. Yep. Sprinkle your own on there. Why not? You know, if you can go to Harvey's and ask for pickles on the side, and they Take 10 pickles and put them in a little wrapper and wrap them up and give right. them to you. I can bring my own pickles into a damn restaurant. No, 100%. And, hey, you're just trying to make them money, right? Yep. If they can't if, if they can't pay so much more money to go and add pickles on their burger, I'm going to go and do it myself. No, yep. 100%. Uh, speaking of pickles on burgers, you catch uh, Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> there was no pickles on burgers. Uh, no, but it's, uh, yeah, but it did, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched that uh, Friday morning. And um, you know what? 
I was kind of surprised that Sandra went home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought she was a little. Uh, I guess she kind of kicked herself in the butt. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, and I but, get that you're maybe overthinking it, trying to be honest with them. Well, that's like, it. I, you know, this week I was the weakest chef, yeah. and then it it backfired on her. Spoiler yeah. for those who haven't watched yeah, it, but you, you can't go and call yourself the weakest chef because then no. Gordon's just gonna go and kick you out. Yeah, so. I actually thought he was gonna kick both of them out. That's what it looked like. Yeah. But. Uh, well. But good for uh, Ioka, Iota for going to the blue team. Oh, yes. A Toya? A Toya. I think it's a Toya. Something like that. Something like that. Um, going over the blue team and having success because she struggled a bit on mm-hmm. Team Red there. and I, I feel solid about my pick. Like Both our picks are in uh, still, but I feel really good about Jason. Like He's continuing to just crush things. You mean Jonathan? Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Jason. Like, Jason, yeah. He's on. Uh, he's, he's cooking, but he's, he's getting better, though. He is, but like he's, his I think he's still kind of on a thin line. Yeah. But uh, Jonathan and uh, the Irish guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, that, that's Robert, I think. Yeah, I'll just call him the Irish guy. Irish guy, yeah. That's guy I picked. So yeah, <laughs> both our guys are still in it. You got your house decorated, ready to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. Everything is uh, ready to go. Just waiting for, you know, big guy, the big guy to make his appearance, and uh, the elf came the elf back on. Uh, yeah, the elf came back on Friday. Is it a female elf or a male elf? It's uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's a female. Bubblegum yeah. is the name. Bubblegum? Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be... That's famous. why I, was, I wasn't sure via the name. But so. <clears throat> yeah, so Bubblegum's the name, and Bubblegum was back on Friday. Nice. And so far, so good. Well, that's good. That means Avery's uh, doing what she's supposed to be. We'll see how long that lasts, because there's still a few days left. Uh, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on social medias. Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok, Wildcast, Wildcast Podcast. And, of course, on the YouTube here, don't forget to like and subscribe. Click the bell so you don't miss... Any of our Christmas episodes, we've got a few treats coming up uh, this week. So, quick question, just because we don't have a lot of news, because we're doing this on Sunday. So, um, it's that time, obviously. The studio is uh, half Christmafied. and festive. Yeah, I will get the rest of it um, next week. But um, I'm not going to ask you about your deadline yet, because we're going to try and have Santa on in a couple weeks, right? Right. Right. So, and he's listening. Like, we know he is, because he's a friend of the show. But... In the last five games, three on the road, two at home, mm-hmm. what do you want to see from the hockey club going into the trade deadline? Going into the trade yeah. deadline. Um, well, we're probably going to be missing Miles Mueller, depending yeah. on when the switch camp starts. So someone's going to have to slot in with uh, with Lansbury and Collard and, and get that opportunity. Probably going to be sometime next week, I would think. Yeah. So I'm thinking you know, maybe, maybe a Sh- Mary Carrier. Mm-hmm. Who you know? It's got that he's got the speed and the skill like Mueller does, so it would be a good complement to uh, Lansbury and Collard, and also mm-hmm. a good opportunity for him. Uh, but you know what? Just as long as they don't play like they did against St. John, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know if they can play better than they did against St. John and and play a lot like they did against against Shakutami, uh I think they've got a pretty pretty good op- good opportunity to. Uh, to go into the into the break on on a winning note, and I think we always talk about this, and uh, you know that that last game before the break is always the, you know you, that's that's the one where the players they aren't necessarily looking at that game, they're no. they're looking at going home, and yeah. uh, hopefully that's not the case this year because we we have seen it in the past. We saw it last year against mm-hmm. uh, Bathurst, I think they come out two nothing and. Yep. Uh, Melanson rifled off four goals in a row or something like yeah. that, and they beat us like seven three. But um, 
I just want to see kind of a, a commitment to, to defense. Um, you know, these six defenders have been playing together all year. They haven't really shuffled the lines. They haven't been – there's been games where they've been great. There's been games like Thursday that we'll get into that they weren't very good. Um, if you don't want to shake up in that defensive area, which, you know, for me that's probably the most likely place um, that it could happen. But um, just a just a – a commitment to team defense in these in these last five games. Now they're going on the road. Sherbrooke, Quebec, Schwinnigan, uh, and then they got Bathurst, Cape Breton. Like you said, that game against Cape Breton, um, we generally have tough nights against them. They're not one of the mm-hmm. the teams that we kind of know we can beat. They've they've kind of run our show for the past couple uh, past couple seasons, um, and that's going to be a very tough one. But I think for me, it's it's showing um, a commitment to team defense, and obviously the big one starting on time. No, hundred uh, percent. That's I think we're we've kind of got the the, the players in the right in the right spots right now to mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that there's uh, there is that commitment to defense going into the you know last five games for the break and and going into the trade period. But uh, you know I think um, after the trade period, I think there's probably going to be an emphasis on uh, adding some more experience. Yeah. Um, so you know, will that will those same you know six or seven defensemen on the roster still be around after after the break? I'm not. You know, I'm not sure. I think we'll probably see uh, one, maybe even two, uh, moved out to mm-hmm. to get more uh, to get a more a little more older. Yep. And that's um, you know we've got weeks to go into what we're going to expect from the trade deadline. But um, I had someone hit the old DMs asking about a certain player. And I said, it's unlikely. Uh, and I don't think you're going to see Moncton make the big splash deal. No. I think it's, you know, people who usually have the best even keel takes around the trade deadline mm-hmm. um, are going to not understand the depth style deals that Moncton is, I think, poised to make because you're you're competing with, with five teams. Yeah. And, you know, if we're looking at... Um, I, I was sitting home today and I was like, you know what? I'm sensing something drastic uh, coming out of Halifax in, yeah. in, the, in the very, very near future. Um, you know, it's... Uh, have you, is there... Is the, is the Halifax website still still live? Have we, have we checked that? Because, uh, you know, they're, they're really struggling to put together three W's right now. <laughs> um, so... Well done. You got yeah. me on that. I, was like, I I think so. Let me check it out. Um, no, it, it's there. Some people don't consider an overtime loss as a loss. I consider it a loss. It's now, um, you know, they're one in five since bringing in that free agent from Ontario. Yep. I mean, that one win is is obviously against Moncton, but um, you gotta wonder if that's kind of done something to their chemistry or their or their dressing room. But you know, we don't want to assume anything. Uh, I'm. And, you know, just reading what some Halifax fans are saying, uh, you can sense the panic is, is setting, setting in. in. And uh, I would not be surprised if there's a desperation deal uh, made by made by them by the end of uh, the end of this week or the middle of next week, at least before the break, uh, just to ensure that they've got the, uh, you know, the uh, deals because obviously it's it's going to be a twenty year old that's that's mm-hmm. that's traded. That's the only ones that can be traded right now. Right. 
uh, and we're going to be mentioning a couple other 20-year-olds here later in the show. Uh, and I think they're going to make a desperate move, and I think they're going to end up overpaying because of the panic that's uh, that's setting in. Yeah, they uh, they were, what, six points up at the time of last week's show uh, because we had missed up on some opportunities to kind of catch them, mm-hmm. uh, and now they're only three points up mm-hmm. coming out of that road trip, and they still, they're not out of the woods yet because they come home and they get, uh, they get Jungle Drill. So yep. um, a big chance for the Wildcats to move to within one point of them. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's... We, we have two games in hand. Yeah. So there's there's a very good opportunity to, yep. you know, if we can get this road road trip done and, and come out, you know, with uh, with a good amount of points, there's, there's a very strong possibility that we could be, you know, a point or two um, behind or even tied for, for that matter, you know, by the time we're, we're talking next week. Yep, hundred percent. And that's, I I enjoy the trade periods when they are, um, but I kind of wish that you could trade anyone at any point mm-hmm. because it would allow Halifax to, if they were going to make that move that you're talking about, that desperation move, it could be anyone in the league um, instead of just a couple of the twenty year olds that are out mm-hmm. there. But um, let's get some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So speaking of a couple names, it is uh, it is December, which means it's healthy scratch season um, <laughs> yes. for all the rumors to to start to float out there. Um, Komarov and Hochette, Hochette were, yep. um healthy scratches for Quebec. They are rumored to be going to Drummondville, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you heard Sylvain Favreau, uh post game where in French. Well, I didn't understand. He didn't seem happy about nice these poker face. Yeah, these these rumored deals and I love his poker face. I, nice, nice, uh, <laughs> nice media yeah. trained poker yeah. face going on with that interview. Yeah, you know, he's once the camera turns off, he's f- jumping with with joy. He's a s- ecstatic. Oh man. yeah, yeah. You, I yeah. mean that. That's I read right through him. Oh, I think everyone did. I think that was maybe posturing to try and knock the price down or yeah. whatever. But obviously, the price is more than likely already paid, or they're working out the final mm-hmm. few deals but um by the time this show releases both of those players could be in drummondville yep do you expect one to be in drummondville and maybe as you just pointed out maybe one of them on their way to halifax is an upgrade on a 20 year old uh well huchette's actually been rumored to be going to drummondville probably for three weeks now right and then this komarov was kind of out of the nowhere uh but of course it's love set broke it so um, big uh, big surprise, Kelso Prees, as they would say in Quebec. And yeah. They've got the room for it in Drummondville. You know, they just traded uh, Tristan Y, I think, from, uh, I believe, to Schwinnigan to free up an overage spot. And I think the only – there's only two on their roster right now. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, this will give them three 20-year-old defensemen. Yep. Which is not uh, not bad. That's always good to have. and. Uh, Who's the other Euro though? They only have they've one. got Nino Tomov, I think, if he's playing, and uh, I can't think of their other. Maybe they don't have another one. I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at their roster. Yeah, that's what I'm looking right now. But um, no, Drew Elliott's one of their 20s right now. Drew Elliott's an easy, I mean, respectfully, an easy upgrade on as as a 20, and mm-hmm. uh, these are good fits for Jonaville. These are, I think, both right shot defensemen. And uh, I think you put them with, uh, you know, Maverick Lamaru yeah. and, uh, you know, the Matteo Rotondi. And I'm trying to think of the other defensemen in Drummondville, but they're not off the top of my head. Uh, but. Mark uh, Olivier Baudry, Simon Brunet. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, so Nina Tomaroff and Peter Repchik. So well, obviously Tomaroff is yeah. the upgrade there. So. Yeah. So Tomaroff will likely go to Quebec. And, uh, well, Repchik is, well, I guess he's, he's putting up points. So I yeah, think yeah. he'll probably stick around. And they pay a pretty good price for him. Yeah. From uh, from Charlottetown. So. Mm-hmm. But, oh, um, that's uh, that was quite the bomb. You know, uh, by Lanchette, and you know, it's uh, like that was that was a sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs. <laughs> you know, type of a type of a bombshell, and um, God, that's a good scene. <laughs> I forgot about that. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's that sound? <laughs> that was the sound of the tool chest falling down was... the stairs. <laughs> Such a good. So scene. that was you know kind of an yeah, yeah. unexpected. Uh, I knew about the Hushet one, but the Komarov one is um, came kind of was a bit of a surprise, and um, you know, I, as much as we, you know, uh, I understand it's a Wildcats podcast, and you know, we're here to you know support our team, and at the same time we can you know pick uh, you know take shots at the other teams, but yeah. uh, you know, um, anywhere but Halifax. Yeah. is uh, kind yeah. of where I was uh, hoping for, for him to land. And, you know, that's – we've kind of got our uh, – Wish so far. Wish so far, exactly. Yeah, yeah as much as we're going to be kind of depth hunting, uh, the Halifax will be looking to big game fish uh, in this yeah. uh, in this next month here. Um, Antoine Keller with a goalie goal for Bathurst on Friday versus uh, Shakutami, one of the – More embarrassing ones. One of the weirder ones as uh, he was the last one to touch it in the – the Sags with a bit of a defensive error put it in their own empty net. I think there was a power play coming, wasn't there? That's why they had the empty net. Um, so it was. It wasn't even an empty net. Oh, really? No, no, no. There was. Oh. had a goalie in the net. Oh, that's even worse. So the way it was is so Bathurst was short-handed, right? And Keller got the puck and shot it down to the other goalie, and the other goalie just cleared it off his defenseman into the net. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Keller was the last one to touch the buck. Ah. But I, I wouldn't even say that he cleared it off his defenseman. I think he was passing the puck to the defenseman, and the defenseman just brain farted and shot it into his own net. <laughs> so, Was he I, trying to go behind the net? And no, not even. Like, up the middle. What? Up the middle. Alex, so Penn's uh, shared the video of it, yeah. of the goal. And if you look at it, like, to me, it, it doesn't even look like he shot it off the defenseman it's as if he's passing it to the defenseman and the defenseman just own goals it into his own net that's amazing so and with with that keller was the last one to to touch the puck to give him uh yeah, i didn't i i kind of saw here it is 13 seconds yeah so it is kind of it just fires it down the ice yeah yeah right to the other goalie here he is he's just sitting there hanging out and I'm just going to... Fake it out? Whoop. Oh. Okay, so he was coming back to get it, and he gave it to him yeah. and just kind of stumbled a little bit. Yeah. yeah the best, I think the best part about the video, if you go watch it, uh, at Penguins23 shared it, the goalie fakes out the player that's coming kind of towards him from mm-hmm. Bathurst and, and then puts it in. That's a beauty. That's actually better than just ripping it down to an empty net. That's that's forcing an air. That's good That's good 200-foot hockey there from uh, Antoine yeah, Keller. So. Uh, good for him. The QMJHL Players of the Month for November were announced. Uh, forward of the month, no surprise, Jordan Dume from Halifax. 12 games, 8 goals, 19 assists for 26 points. Uh, Peter Reynolds was the honorable mention. 11 games, 10 goals, 10 assists for 20 points. Uh, Defenseman of the Month, Ale- Alexi Bernier from Baycomo. 
two goals, eight assists in 12 games and a plus 19. Uh, Anthony Lavois is probably his D partner, Bay Como, uh, two goals, six assists, and eight points in those 12 games. Rookie of the month, Raul Boyard from Bay Como, four goals, nine assists, and 13 points in those 12 games. Hey, finally not a Bay Como guy. Uh, Emil Guité of Kudami, six goals, four assists in 10, for 10 points in those six games. And uh, goalie of the month, Nathan Darvo, six and one, a 185 goals against average, 940 save percentage, with two shutouts, and honorable mention, Cape Breton Eagles. Jacob Malata, three and three, a one nine three goals against average, nine three one save percentage, and one shutout. And obviously, doing this on uh, Sunday, we don't have the players of the month or the, or the players of the week or the team of the week. We'll see if Collard gets on there with the, mm-hmm. a goal and four assists uh, in the Saturday game. But here's a uh, here's home he does. Loshing might be on there, although he is. I mean, he had what four goals in the? No, he only had two. He didn't score against. Mm-hmm. St. John. So, yeah. So that's the uh, that's the news. Let's uh, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. Wildcats go one and one on the week, bringing the record to eighteen seven one and one for thirty eight points on the season. Good enough for third in the conference, second still in the Maritime Division. Thursday, Mister Irving, please start the formal petition. The fans of Moncton will sign it. We are done with Thursday night hockey games as our misery continues, this time with a 7-4 loss uh, to the Sea Dogs on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. We saw a 60-minute effort from the Sea Dogs. From the sea dogs. Yeah. Uh, so the Thursday updated stats now, 1-4, and 5-3 uh, loss to Victo, 11-1 to Drummondville, 6-0 to Wren, 7-4 to St. John. The lone, Island, the lone win against the Islanders, 5-3, outscored 31-13. to Um... This was a, a game where St. John just kind of said, you guys give up, you had enough pain, and they went, never, and just kept trying. I mean, we have talked about starting on time so often, and they did not. Um, Keegan Warren had arguably his worst game in his Q career to start, and not a single thing was put on him because I think all the three of the four goals at least – were high quality chances. Um, we talked to Heptich before our post game, and he ca- he said, you know, the guys didn't give him any effort in front of him, um, and it was just there was nothing that. Uh, it's tough for Warren, and you're going to have those nights. But when the guys in front of you give you nothing, um, you know, he got to pull, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't on him. There was just this team came out flat. I don't. I think they came out thinking they were going to run all over St. John as they have before. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, they ran our show. Yeah, that's it. They look, you know, totally looked down on their on their opponent, uh, and um, you know, just completely completely backfired. Yeah, and um, you know what they? I think I looked. It was probably what four, four one by the time I looked at you and said, "Okay, it's seven thirty now. They can start playing any time." Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was uh, seven. It was like twenty after seven when Pondowski scored. And I was like, "All right, well, that's all right, close here we enough. go. Here we yeah. go." But then, nope, nope. And you know, St. John comes around and scores. You know, a minute and a half later, and that kind of sucked the momentum yeah. out of the. I was going to say fans, but <laughs> I mean that was that three thousand two hundred. Um, yeah. You know, there's really no momentum at all, no energy. So, but uh, you know, don't look now. But um, Peter Reynolds. Sixth in the league in scoring. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, a month ago, he wasn't 
damn near close to that. No. He is he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, raising that uh, trade value if, possibly for the uh, if he wants to leave, right? Yep. Like 100%. And that, that's uh, that's a player that Halifax just you want a chance to go win another championship. That's the type of player they can go acquire and keep him close to home. And, yep, yep, keeps him close to home and St. John gets a pretty decent haul. Off that, I think the weirdest stat is the fact that the Wildcats outshot St. John thirty-six to nine. Now, as as tough as the night was on Warren, neither goaltender, whether it was Warren or Patrick Lever, were very good. And you mentioned that up in the up in the booth. You're like, both these goaltenders are shaky. They're just taking advantage of of their opportunities. Um, but again, Steinman come in uh, two goals on twenty shots, and he gave this team every chance to win. But it was it's it's what I continue to notice. If this team gets down by you know two or three goals, it's not sticking to the plan or sticking to whatever they need to do. It's I'm going to take the puck and I'm going to walk around everyone and I'm going to make I'm going to get the team on, I'm going to put the team on my back, get the goal, and then yeah. it gets it's it's not a team thing. Once they get down by two or three, it turns into a lot of individual efforts, which then you get even even more trouble. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent, and and there was just there was no effort from this from this team at all, and. You know, you look ahead to the to the schedule, and you know there's a rematch with St. John on on the 30th of, of December, mm-hmm. and you know I think going to that game, you know the message is simple. You know, hold on, P brain. You know <laughs> we got busted last time because we under underestimated that little yeah. bundle of misery. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, you know it's uh, we just got to make sure we got that that date cal- circle in the calendar and and come back and. You know, put a, a kicking on them like they like they did to us. I was more upset about this one than I was Drummondville. Oh, same. Like this, this, this. I, was, I mean, I left more losing upset. to Drummondville is it's not bad. Yeah, and I mean the eleven one loss to eleven one. Yeah, it's That's, embarrassing. Yeah. but this was just this was, was outworked by, yeah. and and I don't care, unworked by an inferior opponent. Yeah, that you'd beaten up a few like you were undefeated against them coming in. I do believe. I think it was three and zero. But you kind of said it, yeah, three and zero on the on the season. You had said it. I mean, at some point, you got to start playing Warren against somebody other than St. John, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, they didn't have the, they didn't like and the team just, quit in front of them. But at some point, you got to play them against teams other than St. John. They got a book. There's a book yeah. now, right? And I I mean it. Like it's it's, um, I when I checked in, I I, I looked at the scout list. There was there were some NHL scouts in that building. Yeah, and, you know, maybe they were here to look at Keegan Warren, and it's it's. I think I told you earlier in the day when Craig Button's top 64 came out for, for the next year's NHL draft, there's not a single goalie. No. Not just CHL goalie, any goalie <laughs> in the top 64. So you need to find four goalies in the entire CHL to play in this pro- top prospects game. And it's we want to be represented. Yeah. And at this rate... He's maybe only our bet our our best yeah, option right now, and so you as I'm not. This isn't against him. This isn't. This is against the team. You know, you want to be able to make this kid look good. Yeah. He's he's making saves. Yep. Um, to bail you out, but there's he can't do it all himself. Uh, so you need the team needs to be there to support him, and support Steinman on every night, because it's. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Case in point, you can be beaten by any team in this league. Yeah. 
look what happened in Valdor on yep. Saturday night or Friday Friday night, excuse me. Yeah. Where the Mooseheads got walked all over by the Fourer, who are last overall in the league. Yeah. If you don't show up, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. And there's this. This is a prime example. Yep. It's uh. It's not a good. Uh... Not a good recipe to. I mean, and I know the players aren't trying to get Warren represented in the prospects game. That's the furthest thing from their mind. They want to win, but man, you can't give up three offensive opportunities dead center in the slot. I don't care what goalies in the net. They're mm-hmm. they're not going to make the stops. Uh, we get into Saturday. They end the homestand with a re- uh, resounding ba- bounce back W over Shakutami eight to two. Um, with our top six top six putting on a clinic, nine points from the MCL line, six points from the top line, and motioning Denley and Mercier. Um, literally as bad as Thursday was, maybe it's because we weren't in the building, but they looked just as dominant on Saturday. Like we talked about a roller coaster season last year. Well, fi- let's find the middle ground for most of these games instead mm-hmm. of one one after another. But I mean, they jumped out on them. They were leading six nothing, uh, five nothing after forty minutes. I mean, that's just that just shows how much has as disappointed we were. And embarrassed from that loss, those players felt it, and they came out, and they were not going to be denied and the homestand. Yeah, we can't. I guess for the both of us, we can't really speak for this game because no. you know we we weren't there. Um, but I mean, I I watched the the highlights, and it from what I ever everything gathered, that was a team that were on a mission to. Um, they showed no mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, they four nothing was it, yeah four nothing after the first period, and they just you know they 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 didn't look back. It was. Uh, probably one of their better performances all um, all season, and uh, you know it's just uh, that's what you need. You know that's what they needed, and you know maybe I've got to assume Shakutami's. You know if Moncton's the fourth youngest team, mm-hmm. Shakutami's got to be one of the three that are below them. Yeah, you know with four sixteen-year-olds on their on their roster, it you know makes them. Uh, that, Unless their older players are older, older, but older, older, but I don't think they are. Uh, it's that was one of those games where you had to you had to pump them to make yeah. up for for Thursday's uh, Thursday's effort, and they they managed to manage to do it. Yep, they came out and said "suck brick, kid," and yep. uh, they took it to them. I mean, it basically was as um, the opposite effect last week, where they had that big emotional win over Ren. And then didn't matter who they were playing Sunday. They were just flat. This one, they were flat on Thursday. And they come out with all the emotion they should have. Uh, knowing that they didn't need to be embarrassed. Didn't need to set any less expectation of Shakutami can hang with us right now. We're just going to take over. They finished the road. They finished the homestand 3-1. and one. It's the longest uh, homestand of the year. Um, could have been 4-1. and one, But again, you're not going to, as uh, the coach of the Moose had said, you're not going to win every 60. You're not going to win all 68. Um, you're going to have those nights better to have those nights in the first half than like last year when you had them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the key is you didn't let it snowball. And yeah. that's, that's kind of been the thing for the Wildcats is when they have a flat effort, the next one kind of is not the same. There's a better effort, but it sometimes ends in an L and you let those losses snowball. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening to Halifax right now is they're letting those L snowball. Moncton now goes out on the road, uh, where they're 10, one and one. Um, I think they're still ten one one, right? Something like that. Something like that. But yeah, I got. I, I feel yeah. bad for that Shakutami goalie though. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Yeah, we we want to talk about Keegan Warren. Keegan Warren getting you know hung out to dry. Yeah. 
but that um, you know that pre core pre Raphael pre core who yeah. started the game. I mean, he, when you see that, when you see a four nothing lead, I mean, he got to be thinking, boy, it's scary out there. You know, and his Wildcats players are just skating by. Ain't much better in here, kid. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it it poor poor kid. And but no, he um, I was surprised how many games he started on that road trip. Started two. They had a four game road trip, right? Yep. And he started four of them, I think, or no, three of them, three of the four, I think. Yeah. Mathis Fernandez had had to come in, and is that the twenty year old Mathis Fernandez from Valdor? He's not that. He's old. No, that's not that. I don't know. That is the Mathis Fernandez. I thought he was twenty for some reason. No, he's young. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's eighteen. Who was their twenty year old last year? Blackburn. Ah, oh, that's I'm getting those two. Mixed no, up. not Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, Blackburn. No. No, we don't have to figure it out. I thought I I wasn't sure if that was the Fernandez from from Baldor, which um, which it was. But yeah, they're ten one and one on the road trip. So now you get um, what do we get? Quebec or Sherbrooke? See them for the first time, Quebec, mm-hmm. and then you get a a, a Schwinnigan game, three and three. Um, as Richie said, after the one at home, not good enough. Um, bit of a revenge game in this one because you were embarrassed at home and now. And that's going to be the toughest game of the road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, they go Friday, Saturday. Sunday, I believe. Or is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yay, another Thursday game. So we'll look to go to two and four um, on the Thursday. What? This is just exactly what the doctor ordered coming into the end of the first half. I, I mean, yeah. If you look at the games we... Uh, we have on this road trip, but um, on paper it looks good. But mm-hmm. um, you know what? Uh, I think you're the one last week that mentioned uh, we could possibly win out uh, to close the uh, first half of the season. I did. And, I uh, said on paper it looks like we could win out. We and, obviously uh, did not. Yeah, so. we did not. And you know what? Sometimes um, you know they're going to go up early. They'll probably be there on on Wednesday or yeah. you know Tuesday night, and that'll give them a you know a full day to just kind of unwind and. Uh, you know, Sherbrooke, maybe uh, maybe we'll take a visit to Mr. Puffs. Or uh, maybe one of the teammates will be like, let's go for a little stroll in the park. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they might. They might actually uh, They might actually do that. Some nice oh, parks up the tables have turned. <laughs> nice, uh, how do you like the ice, kid? <laughs> yeah. Two scoops? Three scoops. Three. I'm, I'm on holidays. I'm, on, I'm not driving. Yeah, I'm not driving. Um, yeah, and that's... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes those quotes kind of get me off of uh, <laughs> what, what I want to talk about. But um, it's not only a case of you have a chance to catch Halifax now, but you're trying to keep pace with Big Como, and that's kind of what it was felt like last year when they're trying to keep pace with Halifax. Ooh. I mean, Big Como's 25 and 3, 52 I, I, points. Like, I, they, I, are, I think, they are running away with this I thing. think catching Big Como is unrealistic at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I want to stay close to them because yeah. – we play them twice in the second half, and that's – I mean, you look at the, the way the season ends right now, and I talked to you about this before we uh, hit the record button. The expectation coming into the season was third round, while your opponent in the second round is either going to be Baycomo or Halifax, depending if you finish third or fourth. Um, that is going to be a tough second round. Uh, and right now they've got Cape Breton as a first-round opponent, so – not doing themselves any favors, and again, you're gonna, you're not gonna be big game hunting as Halifax, and I don't even know what Baycomo's gonna do. Like, they kind of seem like they're a year I, earlier I, than I would. You know what? 
it's I think it's the Malofsky effect at this point because of this like I don't think he's back next year right and so I think they go for it you know if, if they're this good mm-hmm. and they're first in the country I think I think so yeah why would they not decide to do it you know they don't need much yeah the nine and0 in the last they're nine and one in the last ten they're on nine game winning streak they're undefeated at home so far this year. Mm-hmm. Thirteen and three on the road. I believe they have the most goals scored, one hundred and thirty-seven. The next closest yeah. is Moncton at one hundred and seventeen. So they've got twenty more goals, and that's with the team they got. But at some point, you also wonder: Do you even mess with the success you have right now in that locker room? Like Halifax brought in a guy, kind of messed with it. Mm-hmm. We sent out a guy last year, messed with our locker room a little bit. Mm-hmm. The GM there in Bay Como, he's got to decide, am I pushing my chips all in and maybe messing this locker room up? Because you're rewarding the players that are out to a 25-3 record. Or, mm-hmm. hey, we're 25-3. and three, We can hang with most of these teams. Let's just stay status quo and go. Well, that's, well, that's it. Like like I said earlier, I, I, I'm almost positive that Halifax will make a move yeah. uh, this week. And, you know, that's just – that's going to be Cam Russell's message to Bay, Bay Como and just being – beat that you little trout sniffer um <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. it's that's that's gonna be his message to the bay como gm and to all the other gms like um if you you know we're starting to see i'm starting to hear that those some even even halifax fans saying that their team is a one-line team well it's hard to disagree with that no yeah right uh their own you know tipper leblanc when halifax was in town last weekend uh, he was on the radio with marty kingston and he said we need two. We need two forwards, you know, to, to be serious contenders, and I think one of those two forwards will be in Halifax by the end of next week. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think they're. I think we'll see them make a move, and and then we'll see what um, what the other teams, the other four or five teams, do uh, by uh, by January sixth because it's it's going to be interesting. A lot of um, obviously with with my writing. You know, I've I've talked to three GMs so far, and and they're all saying the same thing. It's an expensive market out there, and uh, the team the team that's willing to pay the most will be the team that wins the wins the trade period. And the biggest worry if you're Bay Como and you stay status quo is you can never have enough depth. You can never have enough defensemen, and you're one injury away from being in trouble. So you want to try and plan for that as much as the best you can to kind of you know anything can happen but if, if all the other teams around you are making moves to get that much better mm-hmm. you, you kind of almost have to um and while you were talking i was just trying to see who their backup goalie was because i thought that could be a position because you don't want to play i think charlo's played the most minutes of any goaltender um in the league i do believe yeah 1383 so far like he's he's about a hundred a hundred minutes more than uh, Gravel and Matthias Rousseau, so he's played twenty three games, the most games as well, and the most minutes. So, you know, yeah, it's good to jump out to a good lead, but at some point you're going to want to rest him coming down, coming down the pipe because you don't want him playing a lot of games and then into tough games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It'd be good to have the guy from the Dracast on to see how his stats are again last year because I think he was like twenty one and four when he let in three and yeah. three and fourteen when he let in three or more. So it'd be interesting to see what his his stats are there, but I think that's maybe a spot you do because you want to give him time. Your your backup goalie is seven and zero too, which I mean, when your team's twenty five and three, your backup goalie is going to get you some points. Um, 
but it's it's an interesting situation with all three teams in the in the Western Conference or in the Eastern Conference. Sorry, because Halifax has to make some moves because their fans are getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Moncton fans will be antsy, and there's a lot of questions going on. But it's Ugh. more a depth thing, yeah, and Baycomo's got to kind of. Well, we, around this period, everyone kind of asked what we're going to do because yeah. they're winning, right? Like well, because they have a top record. I mean, like I said, I, I watched that Friday night game, um, Valdor against Halifax, just because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, and you know there was a player on Valdor that caught my eye, and uh, you know it's um, it's a guy. And everybody listening to that, we'll look at the. Valdo roster and, and immediately know who I'm talking about by yeah. just saying it's a guy. Um, uh, and, you know, he kind of fits into the into, into the age. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um, same age as Moran, so he's 18 and would immediately make us a more experienced forward group. So, um, I think that would be my kind of move right but i'm not i'm not a not a gm here and um you just you play know, one on a podcast in, in if I, exactly you <laughs> know and if if that's uh if certain people are listening to the show scouts and a certain you know gm they might think they may think that my prank was immature and ill-timed <laughs> so yeah we i hope we have one of those uh in the last like we did with the draft where we had the rumor episode because that was a lot of fun when we did the rumors episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's a situation where the next three weeks are kind of the most fun part of the season because mm-hmm. you see the healthy scratch season. And once a guy's healthy scratched, it's always going to be moved, always going to be this. And he just isn't doesn't feel good or whatever and is just not playing that night. So it's kind of fun to see all the, the boards and the rumors kind of uh, light up, light up uh, just like a Christmas tree. And basically you're looking at it and you're going, are you sure this is safe? Oh, yes. I've worked all the kinks out. Solid as a rock. Right. Like a rock, huh, Marv? Um, so, yeah. But uh, that's kind of where we're at preview-wise. Again, just go out, get some Ws on the road trip, finish this thing. Uh, finish the road half of the season um, playing well, and that's all we can kind of ask for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if there's, um, if there's a GM that does a little too much, you know, some fans will be like, what kind of idiots do you have working here? Uh, and obviously, the finest, finest in New York. <laughs> All right. You ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah, of course. All righty. Uh, there it is. Eric Murray, realtor, buy our house from him. Stick tap of the week. So I think this one's pretty, uh, I shouldn't say necessarily obvious, but um, November 29th which was last um, Thursday or Wednesday or something like that. From the bleachers to the broadcast booth, yep. our friend of the show, Pat McNeil, uh, celebrated his 10th anniversary as the uh, voice of the Cape Breton Eagles, uh, Screaming Eagles when he, when he first started. And... Um, Fun fact, Adam. Did you know Adam, uh, Pat was unemployed at the time he was offered the job? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He was. Uh, he had been working at a call center, and had been. Uh, I believe he would had recently been laid off. What? And uh, a friend of his just said, uh, 
you should you should uh, audition or, or apply to be the play-by-play voice of the Eagles. And so Pat actually got a tryout and it ended up being an overtime victory for the Eagles against uh, the Mooseheads. And uh, the next day he was offered the job. That's awesome. So, I, I had uh, no idea. Yeah, that was uh, November 29th of 2013. And uh, the other night he celebrated his 10th year as the, uh, the voice of the Eagles. So I think that's a tremendous accomplishment for our, our friend of the show. And, uh, you know, worthy of, uh, definitely worthy of, of the stick tap of the week. And we're uh, very, very proud of you, Pat. And uh, we're, we're excited to see you here in a, in a couple of weeks. And yeah. uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing just how far you can get this this talent of yours and uh maybe move on to the next level if uh if that opportunity comes around yes the stick tap of the week sponsored by eric murray real estate with the remax avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater moncton or surrounding area make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802 and that brings us now to the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Right now, all of December, uh, when you book a pedicure, you get your manicure for $25. That is the December special. Don't forget they have a loyalty card. Book nine spa services. You get one for free if you want to take advantage of the pedicure manicure deal. Call them at 506-830-1224 or book them in person at 1224 Mountain Road, uh, going to go away from the offense um, this week. Um, going to kind of go, I'm sure the Wildcats will go with Collard as their guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic choice. They may go with uh, Lounsbury as well. Fantastic choice. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy with the big stick, um, the goaltender. Had the night off against St. John. Uh, had to come in and time after time after time, we both looked at each other and said, there's a save. Mm-hmm. Giving the team a chance to win. They couldn't kind of get things going um, in that one. Then he came out, uh, well, he had 20 saves, two goals uh, in that one. Then he came out against Shakutami, 31 saves, two goals, uh, and shutting down Shakutami before they could even kind of get get anything going um, in, in the bounce back game. So uh, he's been counted on multiple times, and he's been there. Uh, when it's needed, your Wildcast Wildcat of the week is number one. Jacob Steinman. That'll do it for this episode presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions. Don't forget, today is the final day for their Black Friday Kitchen Savings event. Save 150 when you purchase two qualifying appliances. Save 300 when you purchase any three as well. The Black Friday Launder Savings event ends today as well. Save $100 when you purchase two eligible Whirlpool or MagTag appliances. They must be one washer, one dryer. Uh, the Wildcats hit the road for 3-3 three and three in Quebec this week um, in their home uh, before they're home to end the first half, December 15th and 16th. Sir, you have a safe drive to middle of nowhere in New Brunswick. Thank you so much. And, it's going to uh, be fun. We will see you back here next Friday, hopefully talking about some, uh, some W's. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. See you next week. Crowbars up. Thanks for listening Keep to another change, episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.